Hello, welcome back. This is your resident lore keeper here, and welcome back to Comics, Fantasy, and Things, where I'll be discussing subjects and topics within and in between all three. So with that, let us begin with this current episode, The Corruption Among Us, where we'll discuss the definition of it and what it can be. <clears throat> so, what is corruption? Now, we know in the real world, corruption, or rather it's real-world definition of it is often an expression of something that signifies something changing or has changed from its original use or its original form. It, it's turned into something negative. Within the realms of comics, fantasy, and things, and everything in between, <clears throat> corruption, however, is can be something on a much more literal level. Now, this is where the literal comes in because it can be something that can destroy, it can be something that can deviate, and it can be something that can just utterly change anything, and I mean anything. If you have seen any story that seems to have some kind of corruption aspect or something that is spreading out and seizing everything, that's more than likely corruption. But here's the thing. This is the worst part about corruption, is that corruption can be anything within the reasonings of the story being told. And I mean anything. Okay. Now, does that mean it can be good? Can that mean it can be bad? That's up to you if you're writing on your story. More than, more than likely, it's going to be something bad. So, for the purposes of this, we'll look at corruption and its two more popular types. I say popular because these are the types that I have at least seen. We look into the physical aspect of corruption and the spiritual aspect of corruption, which is more of a metaphysical or metaphorical, I meant, metaphorical sort of corruption. So with that, let us start with the physical. <laughs> An example of a physical corruption can be directed at Two subjects, or aka two examples. The time when, when Spider-Man put on the Venom symbiote suit for the first time and the taint from the Dragon Age video game franchise that was centered around the fantasy realm known as Thetis. I'll go with the more popular one that everyone knows, Spider-Man. So, let's flip our way to Spidey. <laughs> Get it? Spidey. I'll see myself out. Anyway. So, all you need to know about the Venom Sibio is that it is an alien creature that taps into the darker aspects of one's character, and it can certainly manifest in a physical manner. When Spidey, aka Spider-Man, donned the alien symbiote suit, he became more aggressive, he became more lethal, and his suit became black with just the white spider logo, or symbol, sort of symbolized him going down this darker path. It's a sort of corruption of his character. It's more subtle physical corruption, but it's still physical nonetheless. And he he was just acting more lethal, and I don't know if anyone's here read the comics, but you can certainly see it in there. If you've seen the animated Spider-Man series, he did nearly try to go and wreck shocker <laughs> that's actually 
why there's that popular meme where Spider-Man goes, come back here, shocker! And you get the picture. But this is a more... This is more of his physical corruption because it is coming from an outside source. The physical corruption in this case would be the Venom symbiote suit. That was Spider-Man's corruption. And nonetheless, due to Spidey ridding the symbiote suit, he went back to his friendly neighborhood self. But the symbiote still remained and it would still go on to change other people and probably corrupt more. And probably... Probably broader example of a physical corruption would be Carnage, because he's a much, much more lethal and deadly aspect of this sort of physical corruption, especially since he's insane. Well, no offense, but you get the idea. It's it's a sort of, it's more subtle with Spider-Man because he's meant to be, you know, this friendly neighborhood hero, and then when he dons this black suit, he suddenly is just acting more lethal, more aggressive, nearly killed someone. It was, it was horrible. And he did eventually rid it, and he went back to his neighbor, neighborhood self. There'd be some times when he did bring it back on, but it was only sometimes, and that's a more subtle form of corruption, physicalized. But for a more visible form of physical corruption, that would be the taint from the Dragon Age franchise. And what they spawn after, a.k.a. the Dark Spawn. Now, for context here, Dragon Age is in a pure fantasy world. There are elves, dwarves, dragon-descended people that are named Kunari, and man, there's a spirit world called the Fade, so on and so forth. So, in the context of this, I have to explain where the taint originated from and why the foes that are touched with it are known as the Dark Spawn. So, the Darkspawn, according to the religions of the Dragon Age world, were brought upon thousands of years ago when mages attempted to enter the Golden City, aka a very important place in the spirit realm known as the Fade, by use of blood magic. The city then turned black, and for these mages, the punishment of their folly is cursed with the taint and thus becoming the first Darkspawn, and then they went back into the physical world and then triggered what is known as the Blights. Now, physically, the Darkspawn are monstrous and act as such with only one thing in mind, to spread the corruption. The Darkspawn symbolize mortal corruption, and it's, it's at its base in the form of the Dragon Age universe. They're bloodthirsty, they're animalistic, they are, however, still somewhat intelligent, and they are just tainted, they want to spread it. That's their prime directive. Their prime directive is to just continue on spreading their corruption to the rest of it. Whether this is a punishment done by the divine that were in that universe or it was just a mishap of the blood magic that the mages from before tried to do, one thing still stands for certain in this universe is that it is still a physical corruption and that it affects everyone and within that universe at least there are those that are fighting it and those would be the gray wardens that's a story for another time but this corruption is still very present it is still very widespread it's more like a disease when you think about it but 
a corruption nonetheless. Now on to the more complicated corruption, the spiritual corruption, a corruption that isn't really visible. It's something that is underlying and within. With this corruption type, it can be rather rare to spot, honestly. Though in there aren't really many examples of a spiritual corruption, so I'll just explain what it can be and what it can entail, and perhaps pull an example out in the middle of all this. So, with a spiritual corruption, it's a creeping dark. It is something that is within. It can grow into a deep abyss, depending on the actions of the individual, and it's just there. The thing about this spiritual corruption, however, is that there is no definitive start to it. What I mean by that is that one's spiritual corruption's beginnings can't be entirely pinpointed. It is something that is just there, at least from what I have seen in past media and probably future media too. Well, not future media, modern media. A modern example of this sort of corruption that can't be spotted or has no definitive start can more than likely be pointed to 2019's The Joker film. We see Arthur, Arthur Fleck, a.k.a. The Joker, before he became The Joker, we see his life play out in a way and how he was before he became The Joker. And throughout this sort of uh, movie, we see him trying to do better. We see his ups. We see his downs. We see his deep downs. And we see, we see it all unravel. And throughout the film, there are, however, multiple times when Arthur would show his... Uh, Darkness, the creeping dark that's within him, his spiritual corruption, if you may. Now, some people can go on to say, oh, this is because of his mental disorder, or, oh, it's because he just couldn't handle the life. But it is still, there's still that little corruption. Because if there is one thing about corruption, at least in the term of the spiritual, and probably in a lot of media, is that corruption can be overcome and it can be reversed in arthur's case that was not the that did not happen he had these moments within the film and throughout it where he did show off that he was going deeper and deeper into this abyss that he was making himself from losing his job to killing the three rich men on the uh train from putting on the joker guys and starting that whole joker thing and joker revolution and then we see in the end of the film when he just puts on that bloody smile once again that he's overcome that he rather overwhelmed by his own inner corruption and has just become this sort of thing this sort of being that is just corrupted it's this I don't know if I should say symbol, but it's probably the best example you can find of a spiritual corruption. And 
yeah, it's little, it's really sad when you see characters over become overcome and overwhelmed by uh, this sort of corruption, but it happens. And when it comes to stories and any type of corruption, there will always be, in most cases, I don't know, there's maybe some out there that's not the case, but in most cases, there will always be this sort of, uh, I don't know if I should say plot device or something that says there's a way to fix this corruption or there's a way to stop this corruption. We just need to find out what. We just need to find out who. We just need to find out what to do, how to do it. Or maybe we just reach out to them and say, hey, remember who you are. But then there, there's the case of uh, the Joker movie. You see Arthur. He tries to fight. He tries to fight it. He tries to be better. And then he ended up succumbing to it. So in the end, it seems to me at least that corruption can be a win and can be a losing battle. And in that matter, what does that make for any other future hero that has faced some sort of aspect of corruption? Yeah, we have Spider-Man, and he's overcome his corruption, but then you go on to the very opposite end of the spectrum, and then you see the Joker, who's too far into his corruption. So, so does that make him unredeemable? I think he's unredeemable. But for the purposes of questioning, does that make him just unredeemable in general does that mean he's too far deep into his corruption that he just can't become something new who knows i certainly don't well i guess it's within whatever is within the story whatever is within the story that's the only truth to all this isn't it right <laughs> i'm talking too much but that's it for this episode Thank you for joining me within this episode of The Corruption Among Us within the realm of comics, fantasy, and things. See you next time. Hope everyone's had fun and a blast listening to a Lore Keeper's ramblings. And yeah, hope you have a good one, whatever time it is. Bye.